Welcome to the Self-Care Goddess Podcast, brought to you by me, Rita Savoya, founder of Savoya Self-Care Holistic Wellness. I'm a certified nutritionist and a holistic wellness coach for midlife women who want to rediscover their happier, sexier selves naturally without pills or side effects so that they can thrive as they age. I'm also the creator of the Savoya Self-Care Method, empowering women to nurture heart, mind, and body for transformative results. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help millions of midlife women become their own health heroes. As a woman entrepreneur and a caregiver to aging parents, I fully understand the many responsibilities and generally stressful times women are living through these days, often suffering in silence, misunderstood, and putting themselves last. That's why each week I will be here for you, guiding you on your personal wellness journey, sharing expert advice from thought leaders on natural, practical, and simple solutions to help you thrive during the midlife transition. Get ready to listen to inspiring conversations about all things wellness, nutrition, mindset, mental health, fasting, hormones, menstrual cycle awareness and sinking, ancient healing strategies like meditation, mindfulness and breath work, and spirituality. Every month, I will also be featuring a small to medium-sized business to help spread the word on the amazing work they're doing so we can support them. And now, without further ado, let's get ready to rumble. Happy listening! Hello, my self-care goddesses, and welcome to another awesome episode of the Savoya Self-Care Goddess Podcast. Today, I'm super excited for a really, really special guest, and it's a topic very close to my heart as well. Today, I have here with us Mirna. Mirna, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Hi, Rita. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you, ladies. Yes. Yes. Awesome. We're going to be talking. Um, so giving some really practical tips too. So that's kind of my aim for today. Um, it's not all gloom and doom. It's going to be practical tips too, because it could get a little depressing. Some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today, but um, before we start, as usual, I'm going to get everyone into um, heart and brain coherence. So we'll do a quick coherence technique just to sort of get us a little bit more relaxed and into the mood to receive this amazing information that we're about to talk about. So if you want to just lower your gaze or even close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths in through the nose. And today we'll take it out through the mouth. <sighs> we could even sigh it out. Just release that stagnant energy. And with each and every inhale, we can bring some new energy to ourselves reinvigorate some of our cells and as we engage our belly deep belly breaths in through the nose and out and as we continue this deep belly breathing I invite you to focus your attention in the area of the heart perhaps even placing your hand there And as you continue this heart-focused breathing, I invite you to consider one thing, a person or a pet that you're grateful for. Visualizing them or it in your mind. 
and sending them some love and appreciation for everything that they do for you and others. And slowly come back to the room. Open your eyes. Thank you. So that was a quick heart coherence technique. I usually do it with my guests and before the podcast, just to get everybody in a better receptive mode for this amazing information that we're about to share. And even just sort of checking in. We never really do that throughout the day. So thank you for that, for participating in that. So we have Mirna Bailey. Okay. So she is a wife and mama of four who loves a good night in with her family. She's passionate about helping others take care of their temples physically, mentally, and spiritually from the foods we eat to the products we use, as well as those we surround ourselves with. So thank you, Mirna, for taking the time to be here today and sharing your amazing story and what you're up to with my community. So thank you, thank you, thank you once again in advance. So today we're actually going to be talking about toxins and basically how toxins are everywhere. We're living in probably the most toxic time ever in history. We're being bombarded by toxins in all sorts of directions. And even there's sadly now several studies that have proven that babies are actually born pre-polluted. So very, very sad. Um, One study, the Environmental Working Group, so EWG, examined the cord, the umbilical cord of newborns and found that they are actually born with 287 of the 413 toxic chemicals that were um, uh, used in the study. And uh, an average of 200 toxins were found per baby. 180 of these chemicals found uh, were found to be um, carcinogens to cause cancer. So super sad that we're actually born with a disadvantage, right? When it comes to toxins. So that's why it's so important to be listening to today's podcast, because yes, we're going to be talking about where these toxins are coming from and what are they exactly, but we're also going to give you some really, really cool tips for um, alternative um, swaps, right? So healthier swaps, but also how to avoid and mitigate them altogether. So before we do that, though, I'd love to know your story, Mirna. So tell us your story. Why are you doing what you're doing? Because you're doing some amazing things and and later we're going to tell our listeners where they can find you so they can follow you and the work that you're doing but tell us how did you get into this stuff so tell us your story yeah absolutely so um we have only been on our toxin-free journey for about six years um when my oldest children were born I had absolutely no idea that ingredients weren't tested I had no idea that products in the stores weren't properly vetted. I had no idea that the, um, the rigorous testing that I now know some companies do that not everybody is required to do that. And so, um, I had a couple close friends who I thought they were weird. I thought they were crazy. I'm like, why are you reading the label? Just eat the food. It's not a big deal. Anytime we would have their children over um, at our house for sleepovers, they would give me a list of groceries that they were allowed to eat. And because my children were friends with their children, I was like, you know what? We'll do it. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Even then the red light or the red flag never went off. 
I just thought they were weird. I thought they were silly. And I was like, there's no need to do that. And the more and more I saw that they didn't pressure me or they didn't make me feel bad about the choices I made, the more I saw it's like, okay, maybe there's something to this. Mm -hmm. And maybe I should start reading my labels too. So I started with our foods. The minute I started looking into what was in the food I was feeding my children, my heart broke as a mother. I had no idea that there was ingredients in there that could affect their behavior. I had no idea that there was ingredients that could potentially, you know, build the cells for cancer down the road. I had no idea that a lot of um, the toxins and the ingredients that are in our foods like actually hurt our immune system. These foods that I was giving my children for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and all that, I'm sending them to school. And it's like, mommy, I've got a tummy ache, my head hurts. And it's like, oh, you're fine. That's normal. Just go along and, you know, go to school and live. Well, I, I just had no idea. And so I, where I started with our foods, I, um, later started doing more research into like the products that we put on our skin. And then I started learning about like the water contamination that's just in our home and our normal tap water. I started learning about air and just so many different things. And so where I had good models of friends that didn't even pressure me to go this route, They just did it in love and kindness. And that's where I learned. It's like, you know what? They never once made me feel bad about the choices I made for my family. And then I wanted to see what their lifestyle was about. And ever since making that choice about six to seven years ago, I have seen improvements in my family overall. And I will say we're still not 100% toxin free because that's impossible Mm -hmm. unless we're going to live in a bubble, but we're still making changes and we're still just learning and unlearning because a lot of the brands that we grew up with and that we just absolutely loved. I just learned it's like, wow, they don't care about my health. They don't care about my children's health. And so where I um, am now is just trying to help people learn just baby step at a time. Because like you said, it can be overwhelming if we look at the entire picture, but whenever we can sit and focus on one tiny baby step, we know that for our future and for our children's future and for our grandchildren's future, it's like, you know what, as long as I'm teaching one person how to make safer swaps, then, you know, my job is complete. And that's, that's what I desire to do, even if I just help one person. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. I love that. I love that they didn't pressure you, right? And so, yes. And so obviously you're best friends with them now. <laughs> they're amazing we still love them yeah and it does really start with the label reading like reading the label and I when I go grocery shopping I take forever and anyone who comes with me it's like oh no she's gonna be there forever or even when I order something at the restaurant I'm just like okay I'm asking the questions what kind of oils do you use (laughs) I'm like a little annoying but it did for me it started with reading the labels and I love it because I taught my sister and now she's doing the same and and that's how that's an eye-opening for you right and it's just like if you cannot pronounce the ingredients on this label then it's probably a chemical right or if it has a number then it does not it's not natural it's not in in nature so these are some quick tips when it comes to label reading or if it's like a very simple um, product and it has like a, a 90 ingredients yes so that the majority of them are going to be artificial right not natural absolutely yeah so when it comes uh, to labeling I think it's uh, we have a long way to go as well like it's just 
it's hard to read a label too, right? When even when it comes to the amount of sugar, they don't. It's very tricky, right? They don't. They put the sugar in grams when the actual um, quantity, like overall quantity, is in milligrams or something. So how are you supposed to, or milliliters yeah. or something? It's like how are you supposed to convert that? How many? I would love it if they would just put how many teaspoons that is of sugar. Right. Uh-huh. So we know it's like, wow, that's a lot of teaspoons in like such a small product or a cookie or, but yeah, that's probably not going to happen, but yes. And, and the food babe does a lot of amazing stuff with labels. Right. And labels. she does. Yes. So I, I highly recommend uh, our listeners to follow her as well. So I love that story. I, I think it's always a pain to sort of purpose story or, or aha moment that you had yourself. And then that's when you want to share it with the world, which is exactly what happened to me in my story as well. But there's this concept of, I, I kind of want to let my uh, our listeners know the concept of the overflowing bucket, right? So like, yes, we all have a different size bucket based on our genetic predisposition, how we grew up environment, you know, our environment, and even the sort of stuff that we are exposed to right now as adults. So that's why I know that when I walk into a house where they're still using those, like, you know, those air fresheners and those mists, and I just feel so sick. And people look at me like, oh, you're over-exaggerating. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I literally just feel nauseous, like dizzy, mental fog. And I got genetically tested, and I do have a genetic predisposition to chemicals, right? So I'm I'm legit, (laughs) right? And so everyone's bucket is different, so, and it's really depends on how much stuff you put in your bucket. And once it starts yes. overflowing, then we start feeling those symptoms, right? And start feeling nauseous and dizzy and those basically sick. We start feeling sick. And it's not until that point that people are like, oh, wow, I should be looking into this. So I'm all about preventative because prevention is better than cure. And a lot of yes. people say, yeah, but that's expensive to eat organic or to buy these products that are not filled with toxins and chemicals, but I feel like, okay, if you spend the money now, you're not going to spend it later and you're going to save yourself this heartache and these illnesses and these symptoms, right? So it's quite interesting how there needs to really be a mindset shift as well. And I think talking, having conversations like these, people are going to be more like, oh, wow, I had no idea that toxins were here and, you know, in this particular product or food as well. Like you said, it's in the food, the air, and um, and even people as well, right? Toxic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that also will cause stress, right? In your uh, in your body. So tell me in your opinion, what are the top toxins that we're exposed to on a daily basis? And where where are they? Where are they hiding or maybe not hiding? Um, well, I love that you talked about our buckets because like you said, it doesn't matter, um, you know, what our body type is. It matters, you know, how, how athletic we are, how, how much we exercise. It matters what kind of products we use. Our genetics matter a whole lot too. And I love that you talked about the genetic testing and it's like, honestly, I feel like if all of us did some sort of genetic testing, Mm -hmm. we would see that we're all probably sensitive to chemicals because, these chemicals are not just naturally out there. And if they are, then the man-made version is going to be much more harmful because if we look at it, we look at different things that are chemically made in a lab. They are literally trying to imitate what nature provides for us. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of times where, you know, we look and it's like, oh, well, there's certain ingredients that are naturally found as well. So the lab created version might not be so bad. And it's like, well, you have to think about it. That lab created version has gone through 
chemicals and ingredients and like all these different kinds of things that really should have never been inside of our bodies. And, you know, we do have a liver, we do have kidneys, we do sweat, we do use the restroom. And so a lot of people think, and it's like, oh, I'm detoxing. If I'm sweating, it's coming out. But like you said, if we are overburdening our bodies, we are putting more in than can come out, Mm -hmm. then we're not really helping our body to get rid of them. Um, the best example I like to use is donuts. Who doesn't like donuts? You know, you look at a donut and you have one every other day. You have one once a week. You have one once a year, once a month. But when you look at the person who's eating a donut every single day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you um, swap the donuts out for the products that you're using, a woman, most of the time when she leaves the bathroom in the morning is using 12 to 15 products. Mm-hmm. All right, let's start eating those 12 to 15 donuts. Those are going to pack on pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So instead of looking at the chemicals that you're taking in, think about it. If you're eating 12 donuts before you even leave your house in the morning, you might not see it the first day, but over time, that is going to start to build up. The weight is going to start to build up. You're start- going to start feeling groggy. You're going to start feeling the effects of these sugar highs. And so that's similar to how our bodies react to toxins and to chemicals, Our bodies were not designed to hold on to these many toxins. And so, like you said, going back to our bucket, we are overflowing our bucket with toxins. And it's not just in the products that we're using in the bathroom. It's the products that are under our sink when we clean our home. It's the candles that we walk into whenever we smell it. It's um, the water that we're drinking if we're not filtering it out. It's the air in our home. It's like there's just so many different ways that we are bombarded by these things that we're not intended to just hang out in our bodies. And I know you said that walking into a friend's house, you feel the effects of those chemicals in the air. Most fragrances are made with glues and adhesives. And so you think it's just hanging out in the air or it's just making the couch smell good, or it's just, you know, warm and inviting. But what are those adhesives and those glues doing to our lungs whenever it enters our bodies? They're not testing for those kinds of reactions over time. Mm-hmm. So then what would be the ones that you're, it's non-negotiable for you in your house or you tell your friends or clients to eliminate uh, or mitigate those, the exposure to them, like deodorants and lipstick? Like- um, <laughs> well, there, there's a whole list, Yeah, but um, just to start with somebody, the best way I tell people to do it is like, think about the room that has the highest priority in your home. Mm-hmm. Is it your baby's room? Is it your children's room? Is it the kitchen? Is it the bathroom? Is it your cleaning supplies? Pick a room or pick a cabinet or pick a drawer, however people have your things organized at home. Just pick that and focus just on that. Block everything else out. Because if you try to think of every single room and every single cabinet in your home, you're going to get overwhelmed. So pick one. For me, we started with food. I knew we we eat food every single day. I grocery shop. Um, once, if not twice a week, I knew food was constantly coming into my home. So that was the area of my highest priority. Once I learned about the foods, then I moved on to the next step. For some people, it makes sense for them to do it. It's like, all right, I'm going to tackle this one week, this one week. For some people, it might be a month to month thing, but don't let it overwhelm you. And don't let it make you feel guilty either, because there's a lot of things that, you know, we can let that guilt just set in and just make us feel bad and make us second guess. Like, did I cause this to my child? Was I the reason for their headaches? Maybe they really did have a stomach ache every single day going to school. 
Don't focus on the past because if we do that, it's going to bring us down. The best thing that we can do is focus now on what changes we're making to move forward and to live abundantly after we have learned things. And so um, ingredients and chemicals, the list is long. It is so long. I don't have them all memorized. I don't want to have them all memorized because it's just a lot. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I did it with example of being food, I picked three ingredients. And if those products had those three ingredients, I put it back on the shelf. And automatically by eliminating those three ingredients, I was able to eliminate tons of other ingredients because chances are they're hanging out with similar buddies. So if it's a chemical, it probably has other chemicals that's surrounding it as well. So um, the top three chemicals that I picked was high fructose corn syrup, Mm -hmm. um, bleached flour, and then... um, I think it was TBHQ because TBHQ, you know, we look at those letters on a box of cereal or on a box of crackers and it's just like, oh, it's just an acronym for something. It's like, but really it's an immune suppressing agent that they put in our foods as a preservative. And those don't have to be your three ingredients. You can pick a different three ingredients. And as you see those three ingredients on a label, it's like, all right, it's going back on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I love that strategy. I like it. Yeah. And so why those specific three? Just so you sort of pick them like that or? Why well, for high fructose corn syrup, it's in everything. Yeah. And unfortunately, high fructose corn syrup also has, I think, 10 to 15 other labels that it can be yeah, under as. the same name. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so once I learned what those were, I just knew it's like high fructose corn syrup. It can lead to obesity. It can lead to behavior issues. It can lead to cavities. It can lead to so many different things because it is a, der- a derivative of corn mm-hmm. where it has gone through a crazy chemical <laughs> reaction for it to be turned into this syrup or the sugar or the sweetener or this flavoring that's in our foods. Mm-hmm. And so for that, for me, that was one of the non-negotiables. It's like, no, we're not getting anything else with high fructose corn syrup anymore. My second one was bleach. I would like to think that there probably aren't different ways to bleach your food and bleach your clothes, unless there's something that the scientists aren't telling us. So to me, bleach was just a Mm no-go bleach. If it's making my foods white and it's taking these impurities out of foods and clothes and all that stuff, well, what is it doing to my organs and our insides? So that was another reason why that was one of my top three. And then um, the TBHQ, like I said, like it is a preservative. It shouldn't Mm -hmm. be in our foods. It has um, links to behavioral issues and it has links to suppressing the immune system. And it's in a lot of popular snacks. I give my kids snacks because I'm a mom. We're on the road. We go to soccer. We're in sports. We have this and that and all this different kind of stuff. And so I knew if it, if that ingredient was going to be in my children's snacks, then I needed to be fueling them with healthy ingredients. Mm-hmm. So did you find a difference in your children's behavior after you've made the swap? Oh, yes. My oldest daughters, they used to complain about having daily headaches every mm-hmm. single day. It never failed. They had a headache. And of course, the first thing I always ask them, it's like, well, are you drinking enough water? You know, mm-hmm. are you resting? Are you sleeping at night? And so today they hardly ever complain about a headache. My um, middle son, because my youngest one obviously was not born whenever we first started our journey, but my middle son, um, he had a party at school. And this was right after we had also eliminated food dye, artificial food dye. Um, Mm -hmm. My husband did not believe me when I told him I was like, red 40 and red dyes can lead to hyperactivity and anger issues and everything. And he was like, whatever, like, you know, 
that's not real. And so I was like, okay. So he brought a cookie home and it had red icing on it. Yeah. And so my husband, I told him, I was like, he shouldn't eat it. He's like, just one isn't going to make a difference. Within minutes, he was running in circles and he was a completely different child. And my husband just looked at me in disbelief and he was like, there's no way. And I'm like, I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. these foods and these ingredients do more to our bodies than we realize. And if food, if food is our fuel, then what are we giving our bodies to function properly and to be strong and to be healthy? Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. So I I love that strategy. So pick three ingredients. So pick a room in the house that you probably frequent the most, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, and then you pick the kitchen and then you picked the foods uh, and then you pick three ingredients that is non-negotiable that you're not going to pick up. And then you obviously added more to that. Yes. Ingredients for sure. So tell us a little bit more about some of the side effects of some of these ingredients, like the red dyes, um, or are they mostly neurotoxins? So they cause this hyperactivity in children and mood kind of um, disorders as well. Like, um, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but is that most of the ingredients will probably have that side effect? There's a lot of ingredients that are neurotoxins. And if people are not aware what a neurotoxin is, a neurotoxin is basically anything that attacks our nervous system Mm. that is tied to our moods, that's tied to our body functions, that's tied to our emotions, that's tied to our behaviors. There's so many different things that neurotoxins can affect in our body. And um, one super crazy ingredient that a lot of people don't realize is a neurotoxin is fluoride. People Mm. think that whenever they buy toothpaste with fluoride, they're like, oh, I'm doing my teeth a favor. And it's like, but are you? Because it really says on the back of the bottle, if you swallow more than a pea size, you should call poison control. Yeah. Why is that not more, I guess, widely known how fluoride can affect your body? So neurotoxins can affect behavior. It can make depression more um evident it can bring anxiety out of people um like we said a lot of the things that are in our bodies are carcinogens formaldehyde for example is a carcinogen that is one thing that's in lotions it's in um our shampoos it's in makeup and again formaldehyde is one of those where it has like other ways that it can be labeled so manufacturers are very tricky with how they put ingredients in our foods without us knowing and one huge huge example for sure is the word fragrance Mm -hmm. fragrance is like an umbrella. And so if fragrance is this huge umbrella, it means that there's 3000 different chemicals and ingredients that can hide under that one word. And they don't have to tell us what they use in their fragrances to make their products smell good. (laughs) Yes, that's right. They don't, they, because they can, something along the lines that they can disclose it as, oh, this is our trade secret. Yes. So we don't need to disclose what is, what fragrance is made up of. So it's funny Correct. you bring fragrance because I stopped wearing perfume and now I just wear essential oils. And my brother-in-law always says, you smell very earthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess I don't have chemicals on me, so it's okay. But it's just funny he says that because that's one thing where now perfume, if like somebody has a very strong perfume or just sprays it, it really makes me nauseous. It really does. Yes. So it's like, but is earthy a bad thing? <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. So you know, I'm trying not to like force, like, you know, like your friends did, right? Not try to like shame or 
um, I guess, force this on others, but it's just like, I, you know, I'm getting a reaction here. So please be a little bit more compassionate towards me. Right. But it's yes. also like people just don't know. And it's quite sad that now kids at such a young age are using cologne or using perfume. And it's just kind of like, now you're filling that bucket at such a young age. What's going to happen when you're in your teens or in your twenties. Right. And then that's when it's going to manifest into an illness, as I mentioned earlier. So yeah, for me, um, perfume is definitely a no go. So what's an alternative to let's say perfume, is it essential oils for you? Like what do you use? Um, I really do love essential oils. I think they're fabulous. They have many other uses besides just smelling great. Um, there's also good perfume companies who actually make their products disclose what's in their ingredients. They have no phthalates, no sulfates, like nothing hidden in them. Um, a company for sure that I know that is completely transparent is by Rosie Jane. They also have like a sampler pack because I know some people are stuck on their perfumes. And so instead of buying a bottle that you might not like, you can actually buy a sample. And Mm -hmm. it has, I think, like five or seven different samples. So you can smell all of their scents before you purchase a bottle. But they're amazing. They have um, some that are floral. They have some that are more earthy for those who prefer that. (laughs) And then they also have like um, more masculine scents as well. And then another one is... um, Henry Rose, that's another good perfume company. They also are transparent about their fragrances. And so, I mean, the great thing now is as opposed to six years ago, when we first started this journey, companies are more aware that going back to the basics and back to just what the earth provided to us is really how it should be. Like, it's not bougie. It's not high maintenance. It's not like, oh my gosh, like you're one of those people. It's like, no, that's really back to the basics. That's basically going back to how it all began without these man-made lab chemicals. Mm-hmm. So there are then, you know what? I wasn't aware that there are perfumes that don't have to be chemically made. Yes. Okay. Like I, I just thought, okay, just straight essential oils. That's what I've been using. <laughs> okay. This is good. I didn't know about these products. So thank you. And how about makeup? I like beauty counter. I, I really like them. Yes. And Thrive Cosmetics. Mm-hmm. So I think they're pretty clean as well. So how do, do you use um, EWG to test, uh, not test, but I guess verify the the cleanness of the product or there's another app, I think um, Toxic or something. Do you use any of those apps? Like how do you keep abreast of, of these companies and what's going on? Yes. Yeah, so I, I'm with Beauty Counter. Um, I learned about their company and just about their rigorous testing. They test for heavy metals and mm-hmm. contaminants and each ingredient that Beauty Counter uses has to pass 23 safety checkpoints wow. before it's used in our products. That's reproductive harm, endocrine disruption, um, inhalation toxicity. That's when you breathe in products. Um, dermal toxicity, it means whenever products are sitting on your skin, um, bioaccumulation, the buildup of toxins. So that's one reason why I absolutely loved Beauty Counter and went with them. Um, I do use the EWG app and Think Dirty app. Those are absolutely wonderful resources, especially if you're shopping and you want to scan the barcode. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, if the product's in the system, it'll come back and tell you this scores a one out of 10, or it scores a seven out of 10. And of course, the higher the number, the more dangerous and the more side effects and the more um, health issues that there could be tied to the ingredients that are in it. Um, I love Mineral Fusion. That's another clean beauty brand. Um, If anyone is close to Sprouts, Sprouts has an amazing 
makeup and supplement section. Um, Mineral Fusion is one of the ones that's in there. Um, so that way people can see the products like in person before purchasing. Mm-hmm. Um, Pacifica and there was another one. I can't remember what it's called, but Thrive is a great one too. Um, but yeah, there's so many resources these days that, I mean, what, if you have a cell phone, you literally have the internet at your fingertips. And so it's to the point where if people don't know what's in their products, it's probably because they don't want to know, mm. but I feel like it's a moral responsibility for us and for our children and for the next generations that we're bringing up that we should know what we're putting in our bodies and on our bodies. And you said a minute ago, talking about how children are exposed to toxins early on. And it's not just out of the umbilical cord, these endocrine disruptors that are in our products, like parabens mm-hmm. that imitates your hormones. And mm-hmm. so now we have children younger and younger growing breast tissue and hitting puberty early. And, you know, once that happens, you know, you start getting the body odor. And so children are using deodorant much earlier. Well, whenever you're putting these hormone mimicking ingredients on your body and in your body, then you're basically telling that body, it's like, Hey, we've got all this extra hormones. Let's do something with it. Let's hit early puberty. And it's also with antibiotics and chicken. It's also with antibiotics and milk and different hormones that we just don't realize that it's not just going on our skin. We're also eating and drinking it as well. Mm -hmm. That is so true. I am seeing a lot more and more boys with excess breast breast tissue and that's the excess Mm -hmm. estrogen, right? From chemicals. And that's the thing, right? Like I know a lot of women that are trying to lose weight and they're like, Rita, you know, I'm doing everything I can. I'm exercising, I'm eating well, you know, I'm sleeping. And it's usually that underlying issue is toxins that they don't And it's just, it's a really hard sell. I find that they don't want to let go of their perfume. Like, you know, people have had their perfume for years and their favorite perfume. They don't want to let go of their cosmetics. And, you know, they're just so set in their ways and it's, it's a really hard sell. And I think they need, they need that bucket to overflow for them to wake up. And that's kind of sad. For sure. It's sad, but I feel like uh, most women are kind of hard. It's a hard sell, the toxicity. Or maybe it's not really talked about uh, as much as well, but basically there is like toxins are going to cause inflammation and inflammation is problem for every (laughs) disease out there. Right. So, and it's like you said, it's blunts, um, it mimics hormones, it blunts hormones, receptors, and, and really causes a whole other cascade of inflammation and everything else. So also when it comes to weight loss resistance, um, our body's so smart that it actually holds toxins in fat cells. It does yes. not want to release the toxins in the bloodstream. So it's going to hold on to toxins. And that's why the weight loss resistance and you can't lose mm-hmm. fat because of those toxins. So what do you do to detox? What's your sort of go-to? Do you do it on um, a, I don't know, like an annual basis? What do you recommend when it comes to detoxing? Because we obviously all need it to do, we, we need, we need to do it. So it's kind of, yes, we need to mitigate, avoid, but like you said earlier, they're everywhere and it's hard. We can't obviously control like what's being pumped in the air, right? Yes. It's outside. So what, what sort of, what, what's your detoxing strategy? 
Um, we personally like, I mean, my kids are all active. I think exercise is absolutely important. Um, especially in the winter time, I tell my kids, it's like, we just need to go for a walk. We need to go move our bodies, um, exercising and helping the lymphatic system to strain because the lymphatic system is like the circulation in our body. And so if we're not moving our body and we're just sitting and watching TV all day, that's going to sit there and hold on to these toxins. So we definitely try to sweat, um, drinking lots of water. Um, so many people don't want to put the sodas down, but we realize it's like whenever we're drinking more water, we're actually helping our body's toxins levels drops because it's helping to flush out whatever's in there. Um, dry brushing is another amazing mm-hmm. one um, for people who are trying to move their lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. You basically want to brush to the direction of the exit area, which would be like your armpits, your groin, um, Basically, wherever there are orifices in your body, you want to drain those systems. So dry brushing is amazing. I like to do that like once a week. Um, Your shower, right? Before you hop in the shower? Yes, before the shower. Yes. Um, A lot of people like to do the sauna. Um, Mm. I'm currently waiting for my next gym to open up. My other gym shut down. And so I'm waiting for the next one and they've got a sauna room. So I'm excited to get back in there. Um, Some people do um, detox smoothies. Um, so many people do not know that berries, um, pumpkin seeds, hemp seed, cilantro, um, what's another one? Um, garlic, goats, parsley. Yeah. Those are different things that you can put in smoothies, add to your food that helps the detox system with heavy metals and contaminants. Mm -hmm. And then, um, a lot of people like to do a colon cleanse, which, most colon cleanses are done maybe once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. It just helps that whatever's backed up into your system, you're basically just helping it just flush out because that can also be holding on to extra weight and toxins. And then another thing that we have also added, we have added a zeolite to our family supplements. A zeolite basically binds to heavy metals and toxins. And it the ones that we specifically use as advanced TRS, but it basically traps these toxins into a cage like shaped like a soccer ball and it does not redisperse them into the body. So it holds on to these toxins. And then as you go to the bathroom, as you sweat, it helps the body to release these toxins as well. So there's definitely lots of ways that we can be helping our bodies to push these, this junk out. Yes. I love that. And the zeolite, is that something you take uh, daily? Is that a supplement you take daily? We have chosen to take it daily just uh-huh. because we're constantly surrounded by toxins. And mm-hmm. so that's something that as a personal choice we've made for our family, but most people like to do it for like three to six months because there's certain toxins that can start detoxing within days and weeks. But then there's other toxins like lead and mercury in the body that can take up to three to six months to be detoxed from the body. And again, that just goes from our what our personal burden is. Some people will detox differently because maybe they've already started eating organically and they've already started using clean products. So their body has already had a chance to push out some of the toxins Mm -hmm. as opposed to someone who might be taking the first step in detoxing. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay. I'm going to look into that. Those are great uh, suggestions. How about um, cold therapy? Is that a way to detox as well? I'm I'm getting into cold ice baths. Oh, ice baths. Yeah. Those are great for like any, um, if you've overworked yourself with exercise, because, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever your muscles break down, 
they're kind of susceptible. So what you do after your workout, whether it's you drink some protein or you massage your body, or you also help push the lymphatic system, Mm -hmm. because when you're sweating and when your muscle is breaking down, it is open and it is ready to receive something. So if you're giving it good food, if you're Mm -hmm. giving it a good healing environment, then it's going to be able to build back in a stronger way. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I really have you tried the cold therapy. I have not. I hate (laughs) (laughs) me too. Trust me. Me too. I'm washing my hair with cold water and it's wild to wash my hair, but I have seen a difference. I have. Yeah. I think cold therapy, there's something, there's definitely something to it. And now the science is proving it too. So yes. Oh, I love this conversation. I can talk forever. Um, so what, what's your opinion on this? Like generally the grass designation, do you know, like generally, um, uh, recognized as safe products and stuff like that. I mean, it might, we might get a little political here, but you know what I, what I find and what the food babe finds as well is that the stuff that's actually approved here in the US, there's no way it would make that label. Yeah, it would make the label in Europe, right? So it's right. kind of, what's, what's your opinion on that? Do you think that's going to change or is that something that we sort of need to deal with? And, you know, like you said, educate ourselves and, and know how to sort of navigate through that. Is there anything that we can do, maybe lobby or something, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, unfortunately, it's probably here to stay. Um, it's really sad because even if something is approved by the big guys, mm-hmm. um, the product does not have to go through testing. If it is known to cause harm, the company does not have to recall it, which is sad. They can basically say, hey, you should probably pull this product off the shelf, but you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And so our regulations here are definitely um, innocent until proven guilty, which a lot of times, sadly, a lot of people don't put two and two together. It's like my shampoo might be making my hair fall out, or it could be my perfume that's giving me my headaches and making me Mm -hmm. nauseous. Whereas in other countries, they don't use most ingredients until it is proven safe. And so sadly, I think a lot of it is just going to be have to like, we're just going to have to read the labels ourselves. And, um, you know, FDA, a lot of their sponsors and a lot of their, um, what's the word? A lot of the people in their pockets are yeah. these big corporations who don't really put our health into consideration when creating their products. And so sadly, it's, it's, I hate to say it, but I feel like it's something we're going to have to live with. And that's why I'm so thankful for more companies that are doing the testing for us and only putting out products that are safe for us. And uh, again, like another reason why I love Beauty Counter, it's like even if people are not purchasing the product, And of course, like I don't have the number right now, but you can text um, a phone number so that we can see it's like, yes, I want safer products made. And Beauty Counter actually goes to Congress and presents information saying it's like we need stricter laws that our cosmetics need to be held accountable to. And so they're not just changing the way for Beauty Counter products to be made safe, but they're presenting it so that all products can be made safe. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So there's hope. So we're giving our listeners hope. So yes. it's not all gloom and doom. Like these toxins are really prevalent. They're everywhere. We're actually 
born with with some of them too and and i i think the statistic is that it takes around four generations to actually get rid of especially heavy metals yeah start detoxing it's about four generations so i know it's it sounds scary but there is so much hope now right with these companies that are actually acting responsibly ourselves to take personal responsibility and check these items and spend the money now on organic or locally produced food that is not heavily sprayed with pesticides and herbicides and all that. So there's so much that we can do. It's just a matter of being committed to doing that research or to doing the work and listening to these podcasts and following you because you give a lot of tips as well in terms of healthy swaps and products. So it's definitely, um, I just want to, you know, end the episode with some hope and some positivity for sure. Um, because I think if we remove, if let's say our, we are feeling that our bucket is overflowing, if we remove that interference, which is these toxins, it will self-heal. Like it definitely yes. will drain and it will self-heal so that we can vibrate at the highest levels and feel the best that we can and yes so yeah i know it's amazing i just have another question with regards before we end is with regards to your to your kids because that must have been really hard when even maybe now i don't know how old they are now like when they go to parties like what do you tell them do you tell them not to eat the junk because i'm sure they're now they're educated and they know um what's junk food and what's like relatively healthy treats right so how, how does that work because that's that must be tough uh, for a parent right because you don't <laughs> want to be the weird one right but at the yeah. same time because I, I know a lot of times like oh it's just a chocolate bar oh it's just once in the once in a while and I'm like mm, I don't know like if I'm, I don't have kids but I know if I did I probably would be really strict about that and be like <laughs> no once in a while it's not good either <laughs> but again I don't yeah. want to stress them out either because there's so much going on even as teenagers that they go through this is not something like an added stress that I would want to give my kids. So how do you, how do you do it? Well, we want our children to have a healthy relationship with food. Yeah. And so while I have a certain way that I grocery shop in my home mm-hmm. on road trips, or, you know, sometimes when we have to eat out, we just say that's our cheat day. We try to do an 80, 20 lifestyle where it's 80% clean, safe, organic, mm-hmm. and the other 20%, we kind of just allow ourselves those cheat days, which stinks because the next day we're paying for it. Like whether it's like stomach problems or headaches or issues. And so I tell my kids, you know, how we eat at home Mm -hmm. when you're not with me, I can't control what decisions you make. And I tell them the same. It's like one day you're going to be grocery shopping for your family too. And it's like, you might choose to do things the the way that I've been doing them for the past several years, or you might just say, nah, I don't want any of that. And I'm just going to go buy whatever I want how I want it, however much I want it. Um, So we definitely teach our children. It's like, it's okay in moderation, Mm. but don't let it become a daily habit because when you get those daily habits back, it's when we're going to start reverting back to the daily headaches and the daily stomach aches. And, and I know like personally myself as well, it's like when I was younger, my cramps were horrible, like to the point where I was almost out for an entire day. They would get so bad that my mom would have to turn on the iron and put a blanket on my stomach and iron my stomach. That's how bad they were. But now that I've released those toxins and I've helped my body get rid of those, I hardly have any cramping at all. And so, so we definitely try to teach our children. It's like, I don't want them to hate food. I don't want them to hate grocery shopping. I don't want them to hate going to birthday parties and to gatherings. So we teach them moderation. And then when we get home, we'll 
do the healthy stuff all over again and, you know, try to just make sure that they have a positive look at food instead of a negative one. Oh, that's amazing, Marina. Yeah, I love that 80-20 rule as well. And I always say it's not what you do. It's not what you do sometimes. It's what you do most of the time. So if sometimes you're going to, you know, have a cheat meal or sort of have that sugar or whatever it is, um, that food additive or whatever, then it's not it's not going to affect you in the long term because you're not doing that all the time. So that's a good tip tip for our listeners for sure. And it's very important to have that healthy relationship from from the start so that they don't. Yeah, it doesn't sort of backfire on you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I learned from you today. Thanks. <laughs> so what is the best advice that you've been given? Um, the best advice I have been given is I want you to think about the best person, you know, the healthiest person, the most spiritual person. Um, just when you hear who is the best person, you know, we admit and we immediately envision somebody and there's still going to be people that are going to say something bad about them. And so if there is something you're passionate about, if there's something you've been called to do, if there is something that, you know, deep in your heart is a path that you're supposed to be on, do it, go for it because you can be the best person in the world. And there's still going to be people saying something negative, but as long as we're aligned with ourselves, we're aligned with our spiritual um, selves and, you know, deep in the bottom of our soul, we know that we're on the path that we're supposed to be on. Just do it because people are going to talk. And if you know you're where you're supposed to be, half the time, actually, I'm not even going to say half the time, 100% of the time, it doesn't matter what anyone else says about you. It's so true. That's awesome advice. Yeah. Great. Thank you for sharing that. So what, what are you working on now? Sort of what's next? So you said you've been on this journey for about six to seven years and you're slowly um, trying to live a toxic free life. So what's next for you? Um, well, I am currently in the process of writing a toxin free guide. Um, just something that, because on my Instagram right now, I have posts and I do reels and I share mm-hmm. in my stories and I talk about like different toxin free tips. But I get so many people that ask me the same questions over and over again, which I'm totally fine with because I realize everyone's on the same journey, just at different steps. Yeah. And so I'm currently working on a toxin free guide. This will be, um, a way to basically walk through your home and see where toxins might be hiding that you might not be aware about. So learning about, um, I'm going to be trying to teach people how to spot the toxins in their home, but then also how to get rid of them baby step at a time. Mm -hmm. And then also just different kind of safer swaps that, you know, maybe someone likes candles where they're safer candles now, because I love candles. I love the smell of candles. (laughs) I love the sound of candles, but normal candles are just full of all these toxins. So I'm currently working on just trying to help people just pick up this guide and be able to shop toxin free for products that they love in their home. Oh, that's awesome. So what are the sort of top three questions that you get asked a lot? Uh, Where do I start? (laughs) That's always a big one. Yeah, that's true. And I love that. It's about the, uh, the, the room in your house that you're most in. Is that the answer to that one? Uh, where do you start? It's, I say baby steps. Baby Take steps. it one thing oh, at a time. One thing. Okay. Uh, okay. And then um, another question I get, it's like, what do you use to help you research? And of course, you know, I love the EWG database. Aside from the EWG app, they also have an entire database where you can type in an ingredient and it pulls back and tells you 
the um, health effects that can have on your body, or it can tell you if it's safe, or it can tell you, you know, if it's a one out of 10. So usually with EWG, if it's a score of four or more, it needs to go out the door. So basically zero, one, two, three are safe scores with that. And then um, I tell people, I also like to use PubMed. PubMed is an amazing database with peer reviewed articles and um, they have lots of wonderful information. So if I want to talk about parabens, I can type in, it's like, what are the effects of parabens on the body? And it will pull back all these different kinds of articles to kind of share with you um, different ways that the ingredients can be harmful. And then another question I get is, um, you know, what are my favorite products, which I could talk about my favorite products for days. I've got products that I love for cleaning my home. I've got products that I love for using on my children, products that I love for using on myself, um, our shower products and all that different kind of stuff. So there's a whole lot that I'm going to be trying to put into this guide for people just to be able to just pick it up and be like, all right, here we go. Starting this toxin-free journey. Where do we go next? (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, for sure. And when do you foresee it being completed? Oh, I have a toddler at home. And so it's been a slow working progress. Um, Sometimes I get time to work on it. Sometimes I don't. So I'm really hoping by the end of this year, just because like, I know it it would just be beneficial. And a lot of times it's like, even though the information is all out there for us to use, a lot of people just don't have the time. So I'm just trying to make it easy so that people can just get this guide. And it's just all in one little packet that they can read instead of having to search 50 different websites for the information that they need to build a safer home. Yeah, I know. Amazing. And I'd love to have you back and talk about your guide for sure. And what's in it. So that would be amazing. I'd love to be back. Yeah, definitely. So tell me what are your top three self-care habits? Um, me time for sure is one of them, whether that's, I'm just sitting by myself or I'm just listening to music on my own. Sometimes I like to go into my closet and do my devotionals there because if the kids know the bathroom's closed and then the closet's closed, it's like, all right, mom is having her Jesus time. Don't bother her. Um, But definitely having that time to myself, whether it's spending time with the Lord or just being in quiet because, you know, the world is full of so much noise that sometimes I feel just being still just helps to refresh, even though a lot of people might think it's like, oh, but I need to be with all these things to fill my bucket up. Sometimes I just need to be with nothing to fill my bucket. Um, I do like to exercise. Exercising has been an outlet for me. Um, I have a almost two-year-old and I am not as young as I was when I had my older children. And so my genetics have definitely caught up with me. And so I have fun just working out, getting sweaty, um, trying to get back to a healthier version of myself. Um, I feel healthy, but you know, as women, we have this perceived notion of what we should look like. And so on top of that, just trying to have a positive self image as well to be an example for my girls. Mm -hmm. And then number three, I love spending time with my family. Um, my family energizes me, even though we get on each other's nerves sometimes, (laughs) Like even on those bad days, it's like, but I still want to be with them. So those are definitely my top three. (laughs) Oh, those are lovely. Amazing. You have a beautiful family. Really beautiful. Yeah. You guys are very close for sure. Well, so where can people find you? Um, I am on Instagram at Toxin Free for Life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I also have another account, Toxin Free and Living. I'm more active on the first account, though. I'm also on Facebook as Myrna A. Bailey. Um, I basically share what's on my Instagram. I share that there as well, just because there's different audiences. And some people like to be on Instagram and some people like to be on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and I have thought in the future of possibly doing my own domain and website and doing blog posts and guest bloggers and different stuff like that too. So that's something that I've just been thinking about. So that could be a future, future step. Yes. And we'll watch out for that for sure. And I think you should, because <laughs> then you can promote your guide on there too. So why not? Well, and then you'll have to come visit me on there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I would love to. So thank you. Is there any closing thoughts or anything else that you'd like to say before we close off? Um, I think just the biggest thing, it's like, you know, instead of focusing on all the negatives and all the stuff that you fed your family up until this point and the products that you fed, like that you've used on your family up until this point, just don't let it get to you because, you know, those negative thoughts and that negative energy can definitely bring you down. And like, you know, we had talked about earlier, it's like, now that you're learning new things to do to get toxins out of your home, focus on the positives, focus on the, you know what, I might've used this product for 20 years before it's like, but today I'm going to start using this one. And it's because it's good for my body and it's good for my health. And so, like you said, like a lot of women get stuck on their brands and they cannot let certain brands or certain stores go, but you know, at at what cost, at what cost are we holding on to things? And, you know, we really do vote with our dollars and we really do, um, bring awareness to companies when we stop buying their toxic ingredients and their toxic brands, because once they see that their stuff is staying on the shelves, Mm -hmm. they're going to start to realize like, wow. So people really do want safer products and, you know, companies could start making changes. Yes. I do hope. Yes. Cause like even McDonald's now is making healthier versions of stuff. Right. So if McDonald's can change, I think, yeah. Other (laughs) stores and shops and brands can do the same. So, and I always say as well is every single day, you have the opportunity to either be supporting your body and yes. your restor- restoration of your cells and repair of your cells, or you could be sabotaging it. So that's kind of how yes. I like to look at that stuff, right? And again, that 80-20 rule, you don't always have to see it that way, but we always have that opportunity. We, we're in control. We have that responsibility for our family, but we're in control, right? I always think that, you're like you said, we do vote with our dollars. So the more aware we become, the more uh, awareness we can bring to these brands that hey we're not going to take it anymore (laughs) yes bullshit or these crappy um products anymore we're not going to put them in our in our body in our systems so thank you for that that was really inspiring i love this conversation it's something like i said very dear to my heart and i do want to keep talking about it and having more of these sessions so people are a little bit more aware to that there are alternatives there are safer alternatives as well and to just sort of keep being like the best version of ourselves and we need to do it in every aspect it needs to be holistic not just the food but the products and like we didn't even talk about water how the water needs to be filtered right like oh there's just so much right i always say that if you're if you're not drinking filtered water you are the filter so we don't want to yes. do that right so water is super important i'm actually gonna have a guest that's gonna talk about uh water and filtered water and different options but so yeah there's just so much it's such a vast um topic to to be speaking about so i'm just so happy that you're doing the work that you're doing and I love it how you have your personal story as well it's super inspiring so thank you for taking the time to talk to our listeners and I can't wait to have you back and I'm looking forward to your guide
side. So keep at it. And uh, I, I look forward to having you on the on the show again. So thank you so much, Mirna. Thank you. Well, thank you for the amazing opportunity to be here. I absolutely love this. I mean, I could seriously talk clean, safe toxins, like all this stuff all day. So thank you so much for having me on the show. No problem. So I will see you soon. Ciao for now. Right. Bye. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking part of your day and sharing it with me by listening to this amazing podcast episode. I would also like to thank our sponsors, St. Lucian Seamoss. Check them out and get some awesome Seamoss at www.stlucianseamoss.co. If you enjoyed this podcast and it was helpful, please share it with your loved ones or a friend and check out SavoyaSelfCare.com for more amazing wellness tips. Please also leave us a rating now on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot and send it to info at SavoyaSelfCare.com. We will reply with a gift as a grateful thank you. If you want to upgrade your healthy living and take it to the next level, be sure to join us next week. And remember, self-care is not selfish, it's self-love. Ciao for now.